0: You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Hello to you, I'm Pastor Craig Beeman, and today, today, we are looking at being Jesus in 2020. Well, what's different? Well, there's a lot that has happened, if you haven't noticed. A lot is different. And I think it's good for us to look and be reminded of how to be like Jesus in these troubling times. So, today, Being Jesus in 2020 on Words of Encouragement. It's good to be here with you this morning. Uh, I have entitled this sermon, Being Jesus in 2020. Being Jesus in 2020. We're looking at the book of James, uh, James chapter 1. So if you, wanna, if you have your Bible there and you'd like to open it, I would encourage you to do that so you can follow along this morning. But James chapter 1. Part of becoming like Jesus is navigating the emotions, the emotions we experience while living in this world. Uh, I know some of you think, well, following Jesus is doing all the right things and following all the rules. No, 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 no. Uh, Following Jesus is just that, following Jesus, allowing Him to lead you and guide you. It's not checking off a checklist of rules. That's not what being a Christian is all about. But part of what being a Christian is about is navigating our emotions as we live in this world that we live in, especially this year. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Who would have thought that we would, we would be in something like we're in today? Who would have thought we, we would be in an emotional roller coaster as some of us are today? And I would say almost all of us are in some way on an emotional roller coaster. I think we're all doing. Uh, we were doing fairly well before this virus hit. And just threw everything out of sorts. Uh, with the virus, theories of why it hit. Who brought it. Who is politicizing it. Uh, who who made it up and dropped it out there. Uh, and, and what rights that we seem to be losing. Uh, all of that came with this virus. And with it came some very strong i 'm not going to not going to placate you or say it's not they 're not strong emotions. There are strong emotions that came along uh, with people 's views on all that 's happening, and that 's just the truth. Some are living each day in fear, knowing that they are right to be in fear and that we 're all just going to die uh, in the midst of all of this uh, so, I mean some are feeling that this is all a joke that the virus doesn 't exist and That it's just not happening at all. But in the midst of all of this, we are to be Jesus to everyone. We're to be Jesus to everyone. In the midst of all that is happening, no matter what day and time, no matter what year it is, you and I are to be Jesus to those who need to see Him. We have got... We are... Look, we have been uh, placed... the, the, The responsibility... Of sharing Jesus with others has been placed upon every believer. So every one of us has that same responsibility to show show Jesus to the rest of this world. And so it's very important that we do this. Well, how do they see? I mean, how are people going to see that? They're going to see it in how we treat them. They're going to see Jesus in how we treat other people. And they're watching. They're watching. I want you, if you're able and you, are, and you can, or if you're able and you're willing, would you stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God? James chapter 1, looking at verses 19 and 20. The Bible says, This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to to anger, For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. May God emblazon his word upon our hearts and minds today. And may we live out what God is telling us today. You may be seated. Or please be seated. I had someone say, it sounded like I was given, you know, I was telling you to sit down. You may sit. If you would like to stand, you may remain standing. Uh, the first thing I want us to see, the first thing I want us to see here is be quick to hear. Be quick to hear. Now, what? That's, that's an odd way of putting uh, what What uh, James is trying to say here, Uh, but it's very clear as well if you just simply think about it. What does that mean to be quick to hear? It means we are to be eager and patient to listen to the Word of God. We must be eager and patient to listen to God's Word. Be quick to hear. Oh, is God is God speaking? Is God speaking to me? I'm ready. I want to hear it. And I'm, I'm patient. I'm going to listen. To, so be quick to hear. We must be open to hearing from God. We must be eager to hear from God. Some of us are eager to hear from everybody else but God. We must be, as believers, eager to hear from God. This means that we, as we live are to ask ourselves the question, what does God think about this? Whatever we're going through, whatever we're facing, whatever we're doing, what does God think about this? Is this a good use of my time? Is binge-watching, you know, uh, your favorite show, day after day after day, is that really good use of your time? You need to ask God, what does God think about this? What do you think about this, Father? What do you think about this? It means we ask that question more often than we just simply do our own thing. We must be quick to hear God speak. Sometimes we're slow to hear. We approach God with our own agenda and we're just not willing to hear. We want to do what we want to do. And, well, you know, if God really wants me not to do this, He'll, He'll tell me. He'll let me know. Do you really want God to let you know after you've really bombed that, you know, you shouldn't have done that? You know, the, the, whole, the whole responsibility of the Holy Spirit of God Himself in our hearts is to tell us, hey, don't do that. You better not do that. that that's not wise. I think again, that's the Holy Spirit's responsibility in our hearts. And so we need to be eager to listen to God through His Holy Spirit. We need to be eager to listen, ready, willing, quick, quick to hear. Well, how does this apply, apply in our day-to-day lives with other people? How in the world does that apply to other people? I mean, if we're supposed to be quick to hear from God, that there, that's enough lesson right there. But I believe that the principles in God's Word can also be many times applied to our relationships with other people. So how does this work for us in in our day-to-day lives in dealing with people? Is there something we can learn here? I think we can learn to be eager to hear another person's point of view. Not a bad thought. Not to prejudge them and say, well, I know where you're coming from. I know exactly what you think. No, do we really? If we respect other people, we're, we will listen to what they're saying. We will give them a fair hearing. Good thing for a Christian to do is to be able to listen to someone else's point of view. To be able to just be open and listen. Not ready and ready for them to stop talking so you can share how they're wrong. But listen to them give them a fair hearing and, and and say hey you know I can I think I see what you're saying here now understand where you're coming from you know if we don't know where they're coming from we can really mess up a relationship and I don't think God wants us to do that other people matter people matter the way we show them that, that they matter is the same way we show God that he matters. By being eager to listen. By being, being eager to listen. Patient. Okay, tell me why you feel that way. We've got a deacon in this church that does an excellent job of that. He will share his opinion with me. And I will say, well, I, and he'll say, well, what do you think? How, how do you see this? And I'm like, he's given me permission. He wants to hear from me. And I think, man, that is the way we need to be as Christians in relation to other people. We have got to be open to listening and having a conversation that goes both ways, back and forth. Communication is the word. That's what needs to happen. When we fail to give ear to others' views, we communicate to them that their views do not matter. And sometimes we may even communicate that their views don't matter at all. And maybe that they don't matter. And we don't want to convey that to anyone. Think about it. How would you feel if somebody just didn't want to listen to you? Oh, I don't want to, listen, I don't want to hear it. Wow. Well, I've got a really good point. I don't want to hear it. B- but, 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 no, that's frustrating That's frustrating. What if you had, uh, listen to this. What if you had the answer to their troubling question and they just said, well, I just don't want to hear you. I don't want to listen. What if it was a life or death matter and you had the answer? They don't want to hear it. How would you feel? Oh, my goodness. What if they actually have something you need to hear and you're refusing to hear it? I don't want to take that chance. I want to hear I want to know what they see. I want to know how they feel. I want to know their point of view. Because they matter. They matter. What if the other person had the answer to your troubling question and you just never gave them room to speak? You would miss out on the answer. And that would be possibly tragic. We're to be quick to hear from God. He is the one who sets the tone for our lives. We should also be quick to hear from others. We might be wrong about something and hearing from them might set us straight. Hey, oh, but some of us are just too prideful to be set straight, so I don't want to hear it. (laughs) That's the way some of us are. We're like, well, I don't want to hear it. No, I'm right. I don't care what you say. Wow. As a Christian, we ought to be open to the just minute possibility that we could be wrong we could be and so we've got to be grown up and mature enough to say well tell me what you're thinking share with me your thoughts let me hear let me hear from you we just might be wrong we certainly know that that is true in listening to god if we listen to him he 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 can say hey look yeah you're wrong and he can do it in a way that you know, oh, yeah, uh yeah. And you're not mad at him. It's interesting when God corrects us, we don't, we don't get all huffy. Or, I don't know, maybe you do. I don't know. I don't. I, re- I feel like just kind of dumb. I feel like, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. You got me, God. You're right. I should have done that. But we, we, we need to be open. We find we can learn from some other people. We really can. If we're open enough. Now obviously God takes priority. I do need to point that out. Because sometimes uh, he might use people to share the truth with us. He might use a dear friend that we have to speak through. To speak to us. So we need to be open. If we fail to listen to them. We might be missing again something God is trying to say to us. And I don't want you to miss out. On what God wants to do in your heart and in your life boy, I'm excited for what He wants to do in all of us. So the first thing we see is be quick to listen to God. Be quick to listen to God. Be ready, be willing, be patient. The second thing, be slow to speak. The second part of verse 19 says, This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear. Slow to speak. We need to be slow to speak God's Word with others. Have you ever thought about that? Sometimes we may just grab a verse... And say, well, here it is. This is what it means. And we may run out there and share it with the world. And we may be terribly mistaken. We grabbed it out of context. We thought we knew what it meant. We just thought, well, look, see, here it is. And we may be totally wrong. We may be quick to speak that word to others. And we may be wrong in how we've interpreted it. We may be totally taking it out of context. Making it say something it doesn't really say. God wants us to slow down, to understand what He's saying to us before we share it with others. If you, look, if, you're, if you follow in a, a, a daily devotional of some kind, sometimes those are very, very good. Now, I always caution, you know, be careful what you're reading. Uh, because the words of man, uh, there they are. But some of, I mean, look, we have some devotional books out there that are really, really good. And they ins- they're inspirational. And God has told them, look, you, you, you know, be careful what you're writing there. And they've been careful. And you can look in a devotional book and God can speak through that to you. He's speaking through the scripture and, and, and through what maybe they've written, kind of interpreting it correctly. And you can learn from that. And that's important for us to do. But God wants us to know what we're talking about before we run out and talk about it. Have you ever spoken with someone who is quick to speak? Like they talk so much, you know, they talk so much that it was as if they, ne- they just couldn't even hear you. They just kept talking, 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 talking. Uh, they looked at you when you spoke as if they were just waiting on you to hush so they could say something else. You ever spoken with someone like that? That's tough. It's like, well, you feel like very quickly. What I have to say really doesn't matter. <laughs> I just, I'm not going to say much because it really doesn't matter to them. <laughs> and you just kind of kick back and let them kind of, mm-hmm, and let them go along, move along. Uh, but it's for you and I, as for... God's children, we're to be slow in speaking. We need to know that we're what we're talking about before we begin sharing it with others. Yes, we need to make sure that we have it right. Rightly dividing the word of God does not come by just grabbing our favorite little verse out of context to prove a point. That's not how that works. That's not what it's not working out like you think it is. <laughs> it comes. It comes by carefully studying The Word of God. It comes by spending time understanding it. Knowing what it says. Knowing what it says and then sharing it. Not not being quick to speak but slow to speak. The same is true of any topic we speak on with others. We need to to know what we're talking about before we open our mouths. Uh, In this day and age I've heard uh, several people, even doctors who have... Suddenly gone political in sharing what they're sharing about, and I'm thinking, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Your expertise is what? Medical medicine. Okay, let's talk with you about that. You know, let's talk with those who are expert in their field. But it's interesting to me how people will go off and off, and it's like, wow, and what's your degree? Oh, I don't have one at all. Oh, really? Wow, okay. Oh, but Brother Craig, they know, they've studied a lot. Well, okay, but systematic study of a topic is totally different than you and I getting on the internet and Googling it all and coming up with a conclusion, okay? A word of caution, (laughs) a word of caution. Uh, We must know what we're talking about. I think one of the most grave, uh, one of the most gravest errors that's not what I want to that's not the per, the right way to say that but uh one of the one of the most grave errors we can make is to communicate with someone and not know what we're talking about for me to stand and talk about uh a virus with no qualifications whatsoever i'm not helping anyone i'm definitely not helping anyone because <laughs> i don't know what to say well you know viruses you can't see them I'd get about as far as most of us would. Because <laughs> I don't have a degree in it. I don't know. In this context, in this context the, of this verse, the topic is God's Word. And if we just run out and boldly declare that Moses built that ark and that Jonah had a coat of many colors, we will, found, we will be found to be untrustworthy with the Word of God. We will be found untrustworthy. And some may, tr- tr- some may look at you and count you as untrustworthy with anything. If you can't get God's word right. If you, if you don't know that it wasn't Moses, it was Noah. If you don't know that it wasn't Jonah, it was... Uh, who was it? Joseph. Joseph's coat of many colors. If you don't know and you're suddenly bound just out there declaring. Oh, well, I think that's what it was. Know what you're talking about. Oh my goodness, be slow to speak the words of God. It's so important that when you share the word of God, you and I get it right. I mean, we need to get it right. It's very important. So important. Be slow to speak the words of God. The last thing, be slow to anger. The last part of verse 19 spills into verse 20. And slow to anger, for the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. The word anger, listen to this. Okay, it says, be slow to anger. The word anger here in this context refers to a deep internal resentment and rejection. Okay, so be slow to resenting and rejecting. Alright, what is it? What is it It's talking about here? Be slow to anger, for the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. So, be slow to rejecting and resenting the word of God. God is saying, hold your horses, slow down. Look, wait a minute, are you all upset? You've encountered a portion of God's word that you don't like? I love it how people can decide, well, I don't like that verse, so I'm just going to pretend I didn't see it. So that way, I'm not accountable for it. No, too late. (laughs) Too late. If you've seen it, if you've heard it, it's in the head, and it's going to need to go into the heart. But it's in your head, and you're responsible for what you hear. I'm responsible for what I hear that comes from the Word of God. And so, once we've heard it, we've got to do something with it. So we cannot just resent it or reject it. Oh well, I just don't like that part of the word. You you, and I know you're going to be. You're not going to like this. Some of you. But it is true, it is fact, and you can fact-check me on this. Look up the Jefferson Bible. Thomas Jefferson decided there were certain parts that he believed and certain parts he didn't. And so he cut out the parts that he didn't believe. Made it convenient for himself because then he had what he believed. Look it up, it's true. And I thought, wow, and it's known as the Jefferson Bible. Because he decided, well, I just didn't, you know... Look, you and I, we can't afford to just cut out what we don't, what don't like or resent it, or get, get angry about it, get, get all upset about it. Doing so—why? Why is it so important, though? Why is it so important not to reject or resent the Word of God or parts of the Word of God? Why is it so important? Because doing so does not get you closer to being right with God. That does not help your relationship with the Lord when you reject parts of the Word of God. Well, I just, well, I just, you know, it's just really, really hard. You know, Brother Craig, I've given up on trying to forgive my neighbor down the street that offended me. I have given up on that. It's just impossible. Oh. Well, I I seem to remember there was a verse that said something about all things are possible with God. Do we believe that? Do we Do we really believe that? Because if we do, we can forgive. That's just one example there of rejecting, you know, what happens when we reject parts of God's word. It's not going to work out too well. What God wants to do with you and in you and through you cannot be done when you and I reject or resent the word, parts of the word of God or the word of God itself. He's not going to be able to do what he wants to do. He wants to use you, but He can't. If you've decided, well, I just don't like this part or this part or this part, I'm good. (laughs) That's not how it works. He cannot accomplish what He wants to accomplish in and through us if we are resenting or rejecting what He's telling us. What principle do we see here, though, in living with others in 2020? Being Jesus in 2020, what is the principle we see? I think we can see that we must listen to others... Even if we disagree. Just because they don't agree with us does not mean we can just resent them and reject them. Oh, you don't see it the way I do? Well, then psh, you don't matter. That's what we're saying if we reject I'm not saying you have to accept what they're, what they're giving you. I'm not saying you have to believe what they're saying. I'm saying listen to what they're saying. You want to be well balanced? Listen. Hear the other side, if it's an, uh, another side. I have found that sometimes it's another shade of what I'm thinking already. And I have found out I'm on the same page with some people, but we just had to go through so many words to get there. <laughs> because communication, it takes time. It takes time. And you have to go through a lot to get on the same page. And sometimes you may not get on the pa- same page but you're listening, you're being Jesus, you're sharing the love of Jesus with them, you're being patient, you're giving them respect. And some people say, well, don't, you just don't need to respect those people either. Really? Un, I don't know, fortunately, unfortunately, God made each one of us, didn't He? He did. He made each one of us. So each one of us matters to Him and ought to matter to us. Well, what principle? Again, what do we see? Just because they don't agree doesn't mean we reject them. In Ecclesiastes, we find these words, Do not be eager in your heart to be angry, for anger resides in the bosom of fools. Ooh, some strong words. Obviously, with others, we're not obligated to always agree. Now, with God's word, we must agree. But we can agree to be slow. To resent or reject others. We can give them a fair hearing. Like I say. We're not, we may not agree in the end. But at least they may respect you. Because you listened to them. That's important. For us as Christians. To be Jesus in 2020. Means we have patience with others. We respect them. We may not agree with them, but we respect their, their right to disagree. Look, that's what it is as an American from what I learned growing up. Is that, you know, we have a right to disagree. We have a right to, you know, not have to lockstep walk with each other. It's okay. But that's, that's what I learned. I don't know. Maybe I, I can't say what you learned. I don't know. The psalmist wrote these words He who is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who is quick tempered exalts folly. Hmm, hmm, yeah. I think God would have us to hear each other out on issues. I think that's what He would have us to do, not be quick to reject them because the other person sees things differently. I mean, you look at God's Word, He doesn't want us to reject it, it's there for us to learn to grow to become more like Christ and that's what he's trying to do with us so those same kind of principles of listening giving the other person a fair shake i think we can see that in our day-to-day lives and boy do we need it do we need it boy do we need it in this day christians being willing to listen listen to each other listen to opposing views respect people God's love is the same for the person who doesn't like you. It's the same for the person who disagrees with you. And it's the same for you. The same amount of love God has for each one of us. Isn't that great? He loves each one of us equally. Be quick to listen to God. Be slow to speak the words of God. Be slow to be angry with God. Be slow to reject or resent what He has to say. Would you pray with me right now? Dear Heavenly Father, we come to You today thankful that we can. But Lord, we, we know that not everybody who is listening right now, may, not everyone, may have a relationship with You. And God, if there's someone here today that is willing to be guided by you, willing to allow you to forgive them of their sins, to come into their heart and to be in charge of their life. If there's someone here today that wants to do that, I want to give them that chance, that opportunity, Father. I'm going to pray a prayer again, words we've got to use to express to God what we want, what we're asking Him to do. And so if you would like to just simply repeat some words after me, Nothing magical, but we have to express to the Lord what we we desire. Would you just simply do that right now? If you would like for God to forgive you of your sins, to come into your heart, to be in charge, I'm going to pray this prayer and you can just simply repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I have sinned against you. The Bible teaches that the things I do wrong Are against you. Will you come into my heart? Will you forgive me of my sins? Will you be in charge of my life? I give up all rights to my life. I want you in charge. If you prayed that prayer, And you meant it with all of your heart. Then you are now a part of God's family. God has forgiven you of your sins. You now. You now sit there today. A forgiven person. And God is in charge of your life. Every day you've got to make that decision to allow Him to be in charge. But today if you have asked Him into your heart. He is in your heart. And you've been forgiven of your sins. Maybe you have some questions about that. Maybe you'd just like to share with us that you made that decision. You can go to fbcwinsboro.com. That's fbcwinsboro.com, And there's a little form you can fill out. It's on the right-hand side. There's a uh, little thing that says, if you made a decision today, you can click on that link. And you can share with us your decision that you made. Maybe you have questions, more questions about what it means to have Jesus in your heart. You can get in contact with us through that that little form. We'd love for you to do that. We want to know. We want to rejoice with you if you've made a decision to follow Christ. We want to help you if you have questions about Him. Dear God, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for caring for us. Lord, we ask continually for your protection day by day. Help us, Lord, to be wise in the way that we live. Help us to share your love with others. Help us to respect others, to listen, to be open to hearing other point of views. Help us to realize that there are some times we just might not have it all correct. Help us to be ever searching, ever the student that searches for truth, Father. Lord, we give you thanks today. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement. We hope that these words, these times that uh, you and I have together, are encouraging. Because that's what we want to do. We want you to know that the Lord loves you. That He cares for you. And He does exist. And He wants you to know that. He wants you to know just how much He loves you. So we pray that through this podcast you will be able to understand that. And that that is something that you can uh, have be real in your life. Remember, we are praying for you. Uh, during these times that we're in, uh, it is just it is just crazy. Uh, we used to think we could depend on certain things, and now we can't. We used to could visit with people closer than we used to be, uh, or are able to now. Uh, but I do want you to know that God loves you, and God sees what's happening. And we will make it through all of this. There is another side, and we will get there. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsburg.